Welcome to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions, our weekly e-commerce, digital marketing, and technology podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surge. Um, I think it was a few weeks ago that we spoke about big commerce SEO. So this week, we want to talk about Shopify SEO. The reason that we wanted to have this conversation is because we've been seeing a lot of metrics from our SEO clients, and there are some concerning things that are happening with um, Shopify. Uh, not that it's not a good platform or that people on this platform don't make money. They're the largest, I think, right now. Uh, just primarily from an SEO or technical SEO standpoint, there are some challenges now with Shopify because I think they're too big. They might not be paying attention to this side of things. So, Joe. Um, primarily with the hosted solutions, we work with BigCommerce, we work with Shopify, Sumvolution, 3D Card, Miva, and then open source, we work with Magento, WooCommerce, some open card, and we also work with custom solutions, right? Mm -hmm. When you compare all of this from an SEO standpoint, give us the top five things that you look at um, when you're talking about you know, we'll talk specifically about Shopify SEO, yeah. but why is the platform so important for SEO? And let's talk about those top five elements, and I want to cover that. Absolutely. So, uh, number one, right now, just because of everything that's going on within SEO, I think we kind of have to give this a little bit more weight in technical SEO is site speed. Uh, number two will be indexation and URL structure. Number three is the ability to edit or optimize metadata mm -hmm. in the back end. Uh, four would be content optimization, right? So. Uh, how title CMS tags, is. how the CMS yeah. is, right? The the blog aspect of the mm -hmm. back end. Uh, and then five uh, would also just be the ability to simply implement the proper tracking mm -hmm. and analytics scripts. So that way you can see the proper metrics uh, and analyze and see how you can properly start to scale. You're referring to the advanced e-commerce correct with with Google Analytics. Correct. You can't do that properly on every single platform. Exactly. Some of the hosted solutions give you now the ability to just simply put in your Google tracking ID mm -hmm. and it automatically fire all of the enhanced e-commerce elements that on an open source solution, you're going to have to manually code in. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely uh, something that we look at as a benefit for sure. Got it. And when we talk about Shopify SEO, I think the, the biggest concern that you and I have are mm -hmm. the first two, which is the page speed. You know, both Shopify and Shopify Plus page speed is not doing so good. Mm -hmm. There are uh, caching options that you could implement for your site using CDNs. Shopify works with a CDN, but you're not really getting the page speed that you need. Um, and then the second part is a lot of the apps on Shopify really mess up the URL structure. A lot of the advanced search and filter apps just mm -hmm. create all these parameters. Yeah. And as you know, the native, ver the native filter of Shopify or the category structure of Shopify mm -hmm. actually messes this up as well. Uh, so those are the two things that we're concerned about. Why are we concerned about the URL structure so much with advanced search and filter? So what we mean by that is you go, you search for, let's say, shirts, mm -hmm. and on the left navigation, you get a bunch of search and filters. And SearchSpring and Nextopia actually do the same thing as well. Yeah. If I want to see all the white shirts, you'll see the URL parameter yeah. showing up. Mm -hmm. And that's probably indexed, or you have to exclude that in the search Google Search Console. But then that's another page that dilutes your SEO authority. Why are we so yeah. worried about that? Absolutely. So uh, what these apps and, and, you know, search and filter, like you mentioned, SearchSpring, which uh, again, uh, drives me, drives me insane. Um, what these apps do is they replace your category page. 
right? So they are now loading on top of your products every single time that someone is now clicking on a certain parameter or filter. These URLs are now getting created and generated. However, the content of that page stays the same in the sense of, of the fixed content. So that page does not exist on the back end. There is no optimization that could be implemented on that page. Uh, so from an SEO standpoint, there is no advantage of using something like SearchSpring. Mm -hmm. And we know that user experience does in fact affect your, your SEO. However, it causes more harm than good at the end of the day. Some of these apps require large JavaScript files that then load, take a very long time to load on your site. Um, so again, they, and that goes into the, um, page the page speed issue as well. So aside from the fact that that URL, it doesn't exist on the back end, so you cannot optimize or create content or add additional content to that page, it's also going to weigh your site down. Yep. And uh, so the solution to this, again, you know, you can write a very basic script, another JavaScript, yeah. yet another JavaScript, yeah. where you can have, you know, the unique titles and descriptions, et cetera, et cetera. But there's an issue fundamentally that causes the low page speed yeah. as well as the, the SEO indexation part of things. Mm -hmm. So these are two concerns that we have and we have brought it up with, with Shopify yeah. uh, multiple times. And I think they're addressing it. It's taken a while. Yeah. Um, so other than this, let's talk about the intent of the search a little bit, Yeah, so, which is, you know, now we are seeing and we were just looking at this the other day. Mm -hmm. We have a client who sells shirts and he's very visible for different types of shirts. And just a few months ago, Google started showing Google local results. His rankings hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, his rankings are up about nine, ten percent. However, his clicks are down 50 percent because Google suddenly put, you know, if you're number four or number five, Google suddenly pushed you all the way to the bottom of the page because now anything shirt related you search for. You see the local businesses in the Google My Business. Guess who those are? Walmart, Target, Target yeah. and all the big guys, right? Yeah. So the intent of the search is very important. And we work with a lot of pet product brands as well. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, if you're searching for a condition, then you, you're going to need more informational, more guide yeah. type of content rather mm -hmm. than product page content. How are you? playing around with this when you're working with Shopify clients? Like, do, do you look at the intent of the search as you're doing your strategy and you're saying, well, for this type of product, which is more like a solution kind of product, solution to a problem kind of product, we need mm -hmm. to do more guides. What's the yeah. content process like? Absolutely. So it's all about identifying search intent first. And the easiest way to identify search intent is to simply identify the keyword that you know you need to start ranking for and Google it. Look at the first five results on Google. What types of pages are they? Are they informative blog posts, how-tos, guides, lists, or is it a category page or product page? That there is going to then tell you what type of page on your site you need to then optimize if you want a fighting chance at ranking within the top five positions. So that's a simple way of just identifying search intent. Now, once I've identified what the search intent is, I'm either now going to implement content to support that keyword on a category page, which typically will have uh, that buy intent, right? That's middle of the funnel traffic. These are people who are already educated enough to know what type of product they're looking for and have the higher chance of converting. Or do I need to create a piece 
that is a bit more informative because the individual is still in that the, the discovery phase of the consumer journey and they're unsure about what they need. And so they need a little bit of guide and a little help in convincing. Um, so that's the difference between the top funnel and the middle and bottom funnel traffic that you're generating on the content side. Yeah, yeah. The intent is about what solution your product solves. So if we're talking about, let's talk about, you know, uh, one example is if your dog has joint pain or if your dog has arthritis, uh, arthritis or, yeah. or moving issues, right? And what you're, you can write thousands of stuff on Google. You know, one thing that is a by term, you know, products for arthritis for dogs, right? And if you do that kind of search, you'll probably see pet MD and all these informational pages show up. However, if I put, you know, dog treats, then that's not a solution you're looking for. So the intent is very, very important because identifies what kind of a pain you have as the consumer and Google is recognizing that. Mm -hmm. Because if my dog has arthritis, I probably wanna do a little research before I buy a product, yeah. right? Um, so other than that, with Shopify, with the content strategies, so what you're saying is it really depends what kind of content that I'm gonna create. If I see in my keyword universe that top five or top 10 is products and mm -hmm. category pages, then I'm gonna focus on those. If I feel like those are product guides and informational blogs, then I'm gonna focus on those. Yeah. What percentage of our clients are aware of this? Nowadays, it's 100%. What percentage aware. of e-commerce businesses um, are aware of this? I would say maybe 30%, uh -huh. roughly, um, right. are aware that content placement matters when mm -hmm. it comes to intent and uh, the type of content matters, mm -hmm. right? At the same time, when you're talking about guides, or uh, or comparisons, product comparisons, mm -hmm. you're going to see YouTube videos ranking in the top, you know, in the top results. Yeah. So if you don't have an influencer that is doing a product review for you that you can then create a blog post about, mm -hmm. you're going to have a very hard time ranking. So it, it comes down to type of content mm -hmm. and where it's going to be placed based on the search intent. Got it. Let's talk about social signals a little bit because we've seen this, you know, we've been talking about social signals for years now, but we see it having an effect in organic search now. First of all, I'm going to make a very, very bold statement. If you don't have a video, a custom video for every single product of yours, uh, you might not be in business in the next three to five years because video is huge. You look at YouTube, look at TikTok. Um, I think one of the first companies that started doing product reviews on a per product basis was Zappos, right? And everybody looked at them like, you guys crazy, you're gonna do thousands of videos for thousands of yeah. products. And it really did pay off for them. Yeah. So you have to do videos and you have to be aware of how you title and how you optimize those specific videos because trust us when we tell you, that's really good uh, real estate when somebody searches for a product or anything on Google and your video shows up. Um, we did one recently, we are B2B again, and, you know, we did how to sell alcohol online or selling alcohol online. And that video got thousands and thousands of views and we didn't even know that there was such a demand for something like that, right? So you're on a similar boat. Uh, but I wanna also talk about, yes, SEO is important, but these social signals, like what is the effect or what do you think the effect of a video that's tied to your brand, because Google knows what is your YouTube, Google knows what's your LinkedIn, what Facebook, your URL is, what your Facebook is, mm -hmm. Instagram is, TikTok is, right? What do you think the effect is when you go viral with a YouTube video or a TikTok video on SEO? 
Oh, it has a tremendous impact on your overall authority, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what they're looking at. They want to see how many people are engaging with your brand, not just your website, but your brand online. Mm -hmm. How many people are sharing that video, liking that video? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that is contributing to your overall authority online. Yeah. So you're going to see an increase in organic visibility. You're going to see an increase, and not just on search engines, you're going to mm -hmm. see an increase in organic visibility on, on Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, right? Discovery feeds things of that nature. So it's going to have a huge impact if you can create content that is shareable. Yeah. So if I do a video, if I do a video for Optimum 7 and it goes viral and it gets watched by 10 million people, one of the first things that is going to happen is people are going to be like, who the hell is Optimum 7? Yeah. That's mentioned in this video that got 10 million views. Mm -hmm. They're going to go back to Google and they're going to search for Optimum 7. We believe that that is the primary effect on your entire SEO, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, regardless of how optimized your freaking site is. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. I mean, what you're going to see is you're going to see a spike in brand queries, mm -hmm. right? People who are typing in optimum seven, optimum seven spelled out, optimum seven with a space in between. So that's what you're going to start to see. And that's, that's essentially what you want. You want to build the brand to that people don't go on on Google and type in pet products, mm -hmm. they type in, you know, Joe's pet food, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what that's at the end of the day, what you, what every e commerce business is trying to achieve. Yeah, right. They yeah. Wh why see other competition on a page when that individual already knows who you are and wants to buy from you. So do you agree then with this statement, uh, doing videos on TikTok, YouTube that might go viral, and we don't, we're not talking about millions of views. Maybe you mm. come up with 20 videos that get 150,000 views each. Do you think that that could actually help you jump a few years in SEO if you were not doing anything from a viral standpoint? Um, it, it depends. And the reason why I say that is because it, it depends on the audience that, that views it, right? Mm -hmm. And it depends on the audience that then goes back to your site to check it out. Um, you know, again, if, if you create a, a, a video that does go viral, but it really doesn't pertain to your brand or product offering or service offering, mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot of bounces. You're going to see a lot of people that go to the site and say, I don't know what this is and get out. Mm -hmm. Right. So the video has to be relevant. And, and that's one thing that's important. So, and it might not be easy to come up with something creative and relevant that could potentially go viral for your brand. So I would say that. If in fact it was, you know, and we'll use Dollar Shave Club as an mm -hmm. example, right? That's a perfect example of what to do if you want to see your visibility spike and go viral for something that is extremely relevant to not only your target demographic, but also your brand. And then again, the opposite would be, uh, you know, if we were to create a video like that promoting Optimum 7, mm -hmm. right? we don't sell razors. Yeah. So if somebody now goes to Optimum 7, guess what they're going to expect? They're going to expect to buy a razor. They don't see any, they leave. Yeah. So it really depends on, on the content on the video that's created. Got it. And the last thing I want to mention is, you know, it's very important for SEO. I think a lot of e-commerce businesses ignore it, um, which is the guest blog posts or backlinks, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of again, business owners and e-commerce websites are weary about getting backlinks from other blog posts. You know, they, basically want this visibility to be viral, but that's very hard to achieve. What do you say to clients who are doing 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollars, and they have really, really competitive mm -hmm. keywords that they rank for, for category pages or product pages that have zero backlinks? 
What do you say to those? I would say that you're extremely vulnerable. Um, we've seen time and time again that smaller brands who start focusing on their backlink profile at a very early age will then start to outrank some of these larger high domain authority, overall domain authority sites for specific interior pages, which at the end of the day, we know have higher conversion rates. Mm -hmm. So you're going to start losing money if you don't focus on building backlinks to interior pages. Mm -hmm. So it's not about your situation right now or where you're ranking, which that's how people mm -hmm. view it. And this is this is a primary concern that we have. A lot of e-commerce businesses are like, I don't need to do that. I'm fine. I already get enough traffic. They don't consider the comp competition. They don't consider yeah. the the current condition uh, of the marketplace. They don't consider uh, all the, again, all the people that are chasing you. Everybody's mm -hmm. trying to get you out of business, you know? Yeah. Um, and one thing that's important to mention there is I'll give you an example so you can do this. You know, go to Google, open a new tab and search for Christmas shirts. When you search for Christmas shirts, you're going to see Macy's, Amazon, Walmart, yeah. Etsy. Etsy, Macy's, and all of those companies on the first page. But you're going to see one brand you haven't seen before, and that's a client of ours, and I want you to identify that one. And there's a reason that it's Walmart, eBay, or Walmart, and um, Amazon, and Etsy, and then this small client. The only way that we've been able to rank him there is with authority and content. So it works. And I think we actually, we're actually over Etsy right now for some of those search terms. And Etsy yeah. is a huge, huge company with yeah. domain authority of what, 80, 85 or yeah. whatever. So uh, just keep that in mm -hmm. mind when you're doing um, specific SEO strategies. So one last thing for Shopify store owners, it can get very easy to go app happy and start installing tons of apps from the app store. You need to be extremely careful with that. These apps, are extremely heavy and will slow down your site significantly. A lot of these apps, the JavaScript that are automatically embedded cannot be compressed in any way by a third party tag manager or you know a, a secondary JavaScript that's created. This is gonna automatically inject the JavaScript itself and it's gonna slow down your site speed. Before you install a Shopify app, first see if that app has an API that a developer can place and create the, the JavaScript it, themselves, because that way you can delay the load, you could delay the fire, or think, is this app extremely necessary? Is there additional solution? So that's all I have to say, because I've seen tons of Shopify store owners load up their, you know, the apps that they see, oh, this is cool, this is cool. What they don't realize is that now they just slowed down their site speed by, you know, four or five seconds, six seconds. Yeah. So, which is, it has a huge impact on your SEO. So yeah. just keep that in mind. And that's why we talked about the search and filter as well. Search yeah. and filter 95% of the time yeah. slows down your page loads, especially yeah. on category pages by three, three to five seconds. Yeah, and, and we're not saying not to have advanced search and filter. We're saying do not use an out of the box solution, right? You, you can use, uh, again, a custom solution with, uh, uh, something like Algolia, mm -hmm. right? That our developers have the ability to compress and optimize for site speed as well as URL structure. So it's not so much not to use a, a search and filter functionality, you absolutely should. It's which approach to take, whether it's an out of the box app or a custom build. Got it, got it. And, and that's it for this week. If you have any questions or if you need help with site speed optimization and search and filter at Optimum 7, we built our own technologies for this because of this very problem, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions. Do you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover or simply have a question about one of the topics we have previously covered? Send us an email to info at Optimum7.com or visit our website, www.Optimum7.com. 